That being said, having said that, all of that being said, but that being said, that being said, that being said, but all of that being said, that being said, but that being said, that being said, and that being said, that being said. All right, here we go. So with that said, let's get, oh God, child, you're going to hear a lot of that because let me just welcome you to with that said. It's me, Moshe Loren. Okay, so what just fell is my computer charger because I am literally drowning in chargers over here. If you could only see, if only you could see (laughs) the setup I had going on over here. And the reason why you can't see is because I just haven't been able to figure out how to get all these things connected. And I'm waiting for somebody to come over and save me from the technology because I'm I'm drowning in how to set up this podcast studio where I can do audio and visual. So until such time, rather than delay getting this thing started, you're just going to hear my voice. So here's what I want to talk about today because I am fresh off of this topic with my girlfriend last night that I thought it was more than appropriate to talk about because I know she is not the only person going through this because I myself went through this and many, many other people are going through it. What am I talking about? I'm talking about corporate bullying. Uh Uh-huh, corporate bullying. And what do you mean by that, Moshe? I'll tell you what I mean. I mean, you work for corporate America, Oftentimes when you work for corporate America, you interview, you read the job description and the job description says your responsibilities are this. However, you get in the job only to realize that your responsibilities is what they told you they would be and a whole lot more. But dare you say, dare you say, that's not my job. Dare you say that? Oh, baby, you are being accused of being everything from not a team player, having a bad attitude, and the list goes on. But sir, or ma'am, or they or them, (laughs) that's not what you hired me to do. So why can I not manage my responsibilities based on what I agreed to do and the reason you hired me? So here's a little example, right? So I have some friends. I have a lots of friends actually that work in corporate America. One particular friend of mine, they've got a supervisor who is always throwing around her position and her title, if you will, right? Mind you, my girlfriend is well-seasoned. She's been doing what she's been doing in this particular industry for years. If there's ever an expert in what she does, she is certainly considered an expert. But anyway, she goes through the hazing of the interview process. She lands this great job. And since she's been there for about a year or so, she's had four different supervisors. This last supervisor, baby, she's a doozy. She's a doozy. Okay. Because she comes in and immediately, you know, she starts to realize just how good my girlfriend is. Right. And now she wants to micromanage everything she does. She wants to make sure that her signature is on everything that she does. So my girlfriend's like, well, they hired me to do this job. So surely I'm capable. I don't need you to micromanage me, but you got to play the corporate game. And so, so many things have happened, right? And I can't get in, get off into all the nuances that have happened to my girlfriend with 
this particular supervisor um, that led her to a place where she felt like I had to pump her brakes. I had to pump her brakes. I'm staying up to midnight. I am going above and beyond. She's micromanaging. She's putting all this undue pressure on me and in situations that are just not called for just because she wants to be the quote unquote supervisor. And it's just too much. So she finally said something to the girl and she let me read what she said. And I read it and I'm like, okay, that's respectful. It certainly expresses how you feel and and it does in many ways make will make the receiver which is her supervisor look at herself but I think that it's it was all appropriate you know I believe that you are or should be allowed to express yourself without being called insubordinate because corporate no they'll throw that word insubordinate and disrespectful why because I basically had to tell you about yourself in a very corporate way so from that particular email now here comes the bullying right I think this conversation happened over a text message mind you initiated by the supervisor so once my friend responded the way she responded. The supervisor goes, well, we're not doing any more text conversations. Any communication needs to go through email because now she wants to what? Document everything. Okay. You want to document? Well, let's document. So anyway, conversation picks up an email and she's now copying the person over her so he can be in the flow of the communication and stuff. So I'm like, okay, here's what's going on. This is where the bullying starts, right? Soon as you realize, I can't be controlled. I have a mind of my own and I'm going to teach people how to treat me. Now you want to pick on me. Now you want to over scrutinize everything that I do so that you can start building your case file. Well, guess what? I'm going to build my file too. So saying all that to say, how exhausting does that get though? Right? How exhausting does it get to know that every day that you wake up, that you got to clock into this building or sign on to your computer if you work remotely and work with this person, everything that you do will be scrutinized. So while you may be a beast at what you do, you're not perfect, right? Nobody's perfect. You'll make some mistakes here and there, but because you know this person wants to, they got it in for you, they're going to highlight every minute mistake you make. So now as they're documenting, you too have to document. So not only am I pressured to do my very best in the job, but I also got to be mindful of the fact that you document everything. So I got to have the rebuttal to refute whatever it is you're dying. So that's just exhausting. And then when it really comes down to it and you sit with the why, like, why is this person doing this to me? I'm going to tell you why. The real reason why most times you get bullied by your supervisor is because you are who they want to be. And there's some insecurities there. You know, there was a, there's a book called 48 Laws of Power and the first law says never outshine the master. While I believe in a lot of the principles of that book, I have a difficult time um, rationalizing with that particular law because it almost says you're not supposed to shine as bright as someone else. So 
supervisor or not, you supposed to shine. And if they're good at their job, you know how they say iron sharpens iron, they should shine even brighter. But if they're not, and they're insecure about who they are and what they do and capabilities and the such, then yes, you pose a threat to them right? And so because you pose a threat to them, they're going to do all that they can to suppress you, to dim your life. Moving on a little bit more about my girlfriend's story, because it really pissed me off if I had to be quite honest with you, as she started to tell me some of the things the girl was saying. So they end up having a conversation where the girl calls her disrespectful or said that her email was disrespectful. And then she goes on to talk about how she may not be basically you not you may not be cut out for this job. Having gone through a very scrutinizing interview process, being interviewed by senior executives who all signed off in order for her to get hired. You got the audacity to say, I ain't cut out for this. You got the audacity to say, oh, and I know a few people that interviewed you that said that they weren't the ones that voted for you. Although the majority did, there were a few that didn't. But the bottom line is as her supervisor, she's saying all this to her to do what? To make her doubt herself. She's saying all this to her to make her feel less than, to make her feel like she's not worthy. And the reason why she wants to do that is because she's projecting how she really feels about herself onto my girlfriend. I'm like, this is some bull shit if I gotta really call it what it is but this is what corporate does right so then I say so then I'm like perhaps you should put in an HR complaint because there were some other things that she had done to get another team member that my girlfriend had to pull her coattail on and I said maybe it's time for you to put in an HR complaint but then she goes yeah but I heard that if you put in an HR complaint then you know nobody else and no manager in other departments will want you to post out to their department you'll sort of <clears throat> excuse me hold on shout out to Cure Cocktail for this uh, cocktail remedy that I'm sipping on during the podcast but um she had been told by other people that if you start doing the HR complaint, you'll be silently blackballed. So what's your recourse? I can't file an HR complaint. I can't speak my mind. So I have to pretty much play the background, shut up, do what I'm told, irregardless to if I'm working to midnight, two o'clock in the morning, working on weekends, traveling day in and day out, and I'm doing all the things and some, I just gotta take it? because I need my job, because I need this income? Man, forget that. That that later for that, I've been there and done that. And I know the feeling, and you can probably attest to this. I know the feeling of being in a situation where your supervisor is threatened by you. And so they do any and everything they can to suppress you because at the end of the day, what they really want to do is get you fired, build up enough of a file on you so that they can fire you. I've been there. I remember working Radio One Philly. I had been there for 18 years and then we got a new operations manager. And let me just say, I have no problem with this man now because I realized in hindsight that it was all good because it was all God. But anyway, we got this new operations manager. His name was Elroy Smith. Now he had been 
known all over the industry as being like this rock star program director. He came from Chicago and blah, blah, blah. So I respected his career path, knew a lot about him and um, was kind of excited that he would be working with us in our market, right? I should have known from day number one, it was about to be a whole lot of extraness. The way he introduced himself to the market, y'all, he created this whole PowerPoint presentation of his career accolades and highlights and achievements and all this stuff. We had a, a deck on the side of, or rather off of our conference rooms where the meetings would be held, right? And so he created this whole big presentation to introduce himself to the market, as opposed to just standing before the room of people saying, hi guys, I'm Elroy Smith, happy to be here, whatever. He does this whole fanfare presentation, all the music and the da 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 da, -da and the celebrity pictures and this PowerPoint. And next thing you know, they open the doors to the deck and here he comes sashaying into the conference room, all big, like it was all big and extra. And so I was like, okay, that's different. <laughs> It kind of set the stage for the type of manager he was, the kind of relationship that we would eventually have. So fast forward on, there had become a time where me and another person in the building, and again, I, I don't want to drop names because this is about me and my experience, but there came a time where some other, some of my other work associates who were on the same level as I was reporting to Elroy, we had similar complaints about his style. We'd find ourselves in there working at two o'clock in the morning, working on weekends, being called at home, just doing all these things. But yet when it came to deliver the credit, he somehow would take all the credit for all your hard work. After about two years of working with him, I had been an assistant program director and I'm like, it's high time for me to get my little promotion to PD and get paid some more money. So I started to make a play and it was around that time that things started to change between he and I, right? So this is when the scrutiny or what I would call the corporate bullying started. Well, let me just tell you how I found out that he had started sort of bullying me, if you will, unbeknownst to me. So there was one day that uh, I was going on the air and I remember him saying, hey Mo, after your show, let's do an air check session. And that's pretty common in radio. You listen to your show back with your PD and you guys talk about what you did great, what you could do better, that sort of thing. And this particular day, our VP of programming was in town. I didn't think nothing of it. I'm thinking, okay, do your show and then air check session with him afterwards. So after the show was over, he called me into his office, but the VP was in there too. And so he immediately starts talking about all the things that I had not been doing right or to what his standard, what he said his standard was. Starts like rattling off and not from the top of his head, people. I'm talking about this man had a whole yellow lined notebook of things, date, time, stamped. <laughs> Do you hear me? This is a long time ago. So this was like when you would really write things down on a piece of paper. So he had it all date, time, stamped, and he was just unloading. I mean, I felt so accosted. I felt, I felt bamboozled. I was just taken aback. I was blindsided in this way. And again, all because now I want to take credit for what I'm doing. 
And me taking credit and me getting the promotion that I so deserved would somehow take some attention off of you because you didn't want that. So rather than you celebrate me, celebrate my level up, celebrate the hard work that I've done, now you're trying to suppress me. And now you want to start bullying me, right? So now I get this big corporate write-up and so now I'm on probation. And so from that time on, the feeling that I would get when I would pull into that parking lot, I would feel like physically sick knowing I had to go into that building because I knew not only did I have to perform my job to the best of my ability, I also knew that any mistake I would make, because there would be mistakes, I mean, again, we're human, every mistake that I would make would then be judged, unfairly judged. And that happened for two years. And I just, I hated that feeling. I just hated the fact that what I had loved so much to do had become something that I loathe doing because of the environment that he was creating for me in that job. And I needed the job at the time, right? I needed this job at the time. So I didn't feel empowered to really speak my mind. I really didn't feel empowered to stand on what I believed in, then go back and forth with him because I needed the job. And most people who are working in corporate America, they need their jobs. So you you feel powerless to speak up. <sighs> so anyway, I end up, um, they end up firing me. <laughs> they did. I ended up getting fired. But that's a whole other story that that I don't have time to go into now. But the point I'm making is just when you're working for somebody else, I don't care what company it is, but primarily in corporate America, you are forced to What's a, what's a gentle word? Or do I even need to think of a gentle word? I mean, you're forced to kiss a lot of ass. That's just basically it. And a lot of the people, and I'm not going to say most, but I will say some of the people who hold the power and the positions in these companies, some of these people come from very different backgrounds, meaning like you were nobody until you had this position. You were nobody. Like you literally was probably that little kid that sat in the lunchroom by himself at a table, hoping and wishing somebody would invite you to hang out with the cool kids. And now that you've earned this position and some power, now you want to beat your chest like King Kong and act like you the shit, but you ain't shit without the title. <laughs> Literally, you're nothing. And so when you are forced to work with other people who are just as talented or more, when you are forced to lead people who may be better at the job than you are, you get insecure. And so you want to eliminate the threat. And sometimes that means you use your power and your position to bully them. I ain't here for none of it. Do you hear me? For none of it. In fact, I'll tell you this story. When I I got fired from Radio 1 Philly, maybe about four years after that, I was called to go to West Palm Beach. Without digging in the weeds on just the whole thing, the bottom line was I agreed to go because for me, it was a strategic move to build my real estate business as well, get back into radio because I do love radio. And um, I was going though a lot more empowered than I had ever been because I was already making money. I was already set up in my real estate business where I knew that this additional income was just that additional income. It was like the cherry on top. So I knew that whenever it stopped serving me or if I were to ever be made to feel like I felt before, I would leave and I would have no qualms about leaving. So when I got down there and I quickly realized that this ain't what y'all told me it was gonna be, I had to always remind them that, listen, Please remember that I am here because I want to be and not because I have to be. Because my leader at the time, somebody who I actually was his leader when we were in St. Louis. And 
what I realized about his leadership is that he wasn't a leader at all. He was a person that was bookmarked and put into this place to have this position and have the pseudo power program this radio station when really he had no power and he just had the position right so he would never stand for what was right he would never he would never fight the hard fight with the powers that be and so I just lost respect for him you're supposed to be a leader who was put in position to lead a team but the fact that you are so scared to speak up in fear of losing your job you don't deserve to be in leadership and the only reason why people are following you is because they're paid to not because they want to and so I I found myself always at odds with him because he and I would go back and forth just because I'm just like, hey, listen, I'm going to say what I need to say. If it's right, if it's true, if it's just, I'm going to say what I need to say. And as a leader, you should be taking this down the hall to your boss and you should be fighting the hard fight. But he's so scared. He was so scared and afraid to lose his job. And I'm like, you know what? I just ain't cut out for it anymore. I am not in the go along to get along business anymore. You should not be made to feel that somehow if you're speaking up, you're being insubordinate, but that's how they'll make you feel because they feel like you need them more than they need you. So now the question becomes, how much are you really worth? The better question is, how much is your peace worth? Are you willing to stay in a situation under the thumb of corporate manipulation for a paycheck? Or are you going to value yourself enough to get from up under that and go find a space and an environment that will encourage you to shine bright like a diamond? Let's change gears for one second. Let's look up some of these words. Let's look up some of the definitions of some of the words that I've been using today, like corporate bullying and subordination and the such. Okay, so the definition of workplace or corporate bullying is the mistreatment of one or more persons by one or more perpetrators, including verbal abuse or misuse of power. And that's where you draw that fine line. Because see, when they do this, they always package it as if, you know, they have the right to point out the things that you're doing wrong. But the balance to that in management is, yes, you do have the right to, you know, tell me where I could improve in some areas. But you also have the obligation to sandwich that with the things that I'm doing right. If you look through my email thread and all you ever do is tell me what I've done wrong and you never compliment the things that I do right, that's bullying. All right, so let's talk about another word that I absolutely hate that they use, insubordination. So what does it mean? It says, by definition, in the workplace, it refers to an employee's intentional refusal to obey an employer's lawful and reasonable orders. Such a refusal would undermine a supervisor's level of respect and ability to manage and therefore is often a reason for disciplinary action up to and including termination. So when you are then asked, to do something that's outside of the scope of work or responsibilities you were hired to do and you manage your manager by kindly reminding them that that's not your responsibility. How then does that turn into insubordination? Because here's what I know about corporate. The more you say yes to doing those things outside of your scope of work, the more they're going to ask you to do. So what's the fine line between being a team player and being taken advantage of? And then when you decide to speak up for yourself, you're being called insubordinate. 
That again is a bunch of bullshit. And you know, the crazy part is, is that when you're being cited as being insubordinate, they also couple that with disrespect. But see, the difference is, is insubordination can only be perpetrated by a junior towards a senior. However, respect goes both ways. I often find it funny that these seniors could can um, call you disrespectful, but don't believe that that highway needs to flow two ways. You see what I'm saying? And you can't give or get respect that you ain't extending, you know, because at the end of the day, we're work colleagues, right? Whether you're my senior or junior, we are work colleagues and respect should be given both ways. I am not your child. I will not be talked to as if I'm your child. I'll not be dismissed as you may do your children because I'm an adult and I'm an adult that have feelings as long as, or not even feelings because we're talking a, a corporate setting. So it's not so much about your feelings, but it's about how you should be able to express yourself in a respectful way, even if it's hard for the receiver to hear because it's about them. So presentation is everything. And I'll be quite honest about presentation. That ain't my strong suit. It has never been my strong suit to, you know, kowtow to, to seniors. It's never been my strong suit to not be able to say exactly how I feel, exactly how I feel it. I don't have that level of, of decorum, which is why I don't work in corporate America. I know a lot of people like my girlfriend that I was talking about earlier. I always call her a corporate beast because when I tell you she can put you in your place without raising her voice, without using profanity, without all of those things, I can do it if I really try. Like I got to really try. But if I'm in the heat of the moment and the passion is high, baby, it's only, <laughs> listen, there is no telling what I might say, you know? So I guess the, uh, the to kind of put a bow on this thing and wrap it all up. If you're going to work in corporate, you got to learn how to play the game and you got to see it for what it is. And it ain't always going to be fair. In fact, most times it's not fair, but you got to learn how to play the corporate game. If not, you got to create a space for yourself. You got to start your own business. You've got to work independently of the corporate confines and that corporate sandbox or else you'll probably be under the thumb of corporate manipulation. And with that said, <laughs> that's all I got to say on that, y'all. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Follow me on Instagram at Moshe Loren. Also follow my business page, Kimber Investment Group LLC. We do all things real estate and um, you can follow me on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, all under at Moshe Loren and Kimber Investment Group LLC on all platforms. And definitely leave a comment if you are enjoying the podcast. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. And what else I got to say? Um, that's it. Love you. Bye.